Guys, we did it. We're back again. Can you believe it? Another new episode in what seems like no time at all. Um, the uh, Thank you to everyone who listened to Stevie Weeby's episode last week. Uh, two weeks ago? Uh, who knows? Um, you know, I from what I'm presuming are a lot of his fans already baked in to the web the interwebs. Uh, I appreciate your support. I hope you keep listening. And for this, we have another great interview. All right. Pretty great. So I do want to share some pretty unfortunate, bad shit news, shitty, shitty news in my life. Sometimes I like to keep this stuff private in this event. No, because look, this is called Stay Positive. I make fun of the title of this podcast a lot because it kind of sounds like a fucking, you know, toxic positivity bullshit, but it's not, right? Like, like I talk to guests about the real stuff, the stuff that they want to, you know, reflect on in life, and hopefully it makes us feel a little less alone, or we just kind of like get a laugh out of it, or we kind of learn something, and we go, oh, maybe I'll do that now. So here's the thing for me. Um, I lost a friend recently, and I keep breaking when I talk about it, so, you know, cut me some slack. But also, I'm trying to be authentic here, and I have done a lot of takes, and I don't want to I don't want to, I don't know. It's just a hard thing to talk about. But what I'll say, keep it short, I'll just say this guy was sort of a celebrity to me as well as a friend. Looked up to him a lot. Great fucking talent. And we're really, uh, like our whole, you know, kind of created ripples in our friend group in the sense that made an impression and had a lot of, um, had a lot of close friends and, and and people who were felt really impacted by him who are just devastated but I bring this up because I think when it when I learned about it you know on top of just grieving and being really fucking pissed about it I think I realized we really gotta just tell people that we love them you know call your buddy you know I love to hear I love to hear I love you personally. I, my hilarious boss tells us he loves us every day after we sign off on Zoom or right before we sign off on Zoom. And I mean, it's very sweet. And I think, um, you know, I, I have friends that I think I kind of keep a certain like, I'm cool. I hope they think I'm cool. So I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to give them too much, you know, and play a little hard to get, play a little hard to get as a friend, you know what I mean? And not even like, I'm not being a meanie about it. I'm not being shitty about it, but I think I probably don't give the 100% telling them every day, oh, I think you're brilliant and wonderful and I'm like so happy you're friends with me. Obviously, that's a little too desperate. I think I would drive away some people if I did that every single time I talked to them. But, you know, every so often, why not? And especially if that's actually something that you think, you know, obviously don't tell people that you think they're brilliant and wonderful and you love them if you're just uh, leading them on in a West Elm Caleb sort of way. I know my memes do I know what's going on with that? Not really, but I heard about it and I, I heard about the term love bombing, which apparently means like you tell somebody you love them even though you don't and then lead them on or something with love. And I'm like, honestly, worse things have happened, but uh, okay, now I know that term. And yeah, friends that like maybe I would feel intimidated by normally where I'm like, oh, well, they must know that they are brilliant. They must know because look at how successful they are. Look at how it looks like they're having a great time on Instagram, so I don't need to check in on them. And like, honestly, Instagram, as we know, it's pretty false. I talked with one friend, shout out to Sada, uh, and we were talking about the fact that like, yeah, it's like we kind of just assume, oh, they're doing great. Like, look at them. They were smiling at the beach the other day. So I imagine that their life is perfect and wonderful. And like, if I were to call them, I'd have to also act the same way. And and to be honest, nah, you know, I love, I, you call me up any time of the day. 
I'm probably in bed. You know, I'm probably in bed at 2.30 p.m. because it got kind of cold and I want to warm my feet under my electric blanket. I'm not being productive. So I think that's one thing that I wanted to impart on um, the Stay Positive audience is to call your friends, text your friends, text your family, whoever you want um, with that little reminder of like, hey, yeah, you know, we haven't spoken in a while. How are you doing? I love you. I think you're brilliant. I think you bring so much light to my life. And um, yeah, and you heard it here, you know, because I was listening to this podcast and they told me to call you and to tell you I love, you know, you can use us as an excuse. You can use me as an excuse. Listen, I don't really love you, but this girl in my ear told me I should tell you that. Weird. But yeah, rest in peace to my friend Finko. He was a very special person and... um horrible loss. I'm glad that we talked. You know, I'm glad that I uh, I brought that up and, you know, really just brought down the mood at the beginning of the podcast because that's what this is all about. We're trying to bring it down to lift you up, you know. So this next guest is really cool, a musician, a talent, somebody who I also love and want to just tell that she's brilliant and hopefully I did in this interview. I don't remember what I said. I should call her. I actually reached out to her kind of early on because I knew I wanted to bring the podcast back and she was like one of the first people on my mind. She's a musician, really beautiful voice. Oh, listen to her music. Um, And then also she has, I mean, speaking of great voice, you can listen to her voice also speak. She has a great speaking voice. Ah, thinking of all this right now. She has a podcast that she co-hosts with her friend Roxy, who's a director and really another brilliant artiste. Um, and they host it together and they talk about Asian American themes, about just like their friendship, like all, and also they have like a theme per episode. I mean, we talk about this in this podcast because I'm just so, I was so impressed with how they organized it so well. Basically, it's called Two Horny Goats and, and they talk about um, money. They talk about like uncomfortable talk, money, sex, losing your virginity, parents. They talk with their parents. It's very, uh, it's very good. God, it's so much better than this podcast. <laughs> so for all you fanboys out there listening, uh, this is Priscilla Leong, or Priska, as she's known on stage. All right, welcome to the podcast, Priscilla. Thank you for doing Thanks. it. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I, I feel like, wait, so how do you, how do you pronounce your last name? Um, you know, it's like, I just say it in the kind of Americanized way, Liang, but mm -hmm. I know it's like Liang. But Siri says Liang. So like, what's right? right? Like, the, I don't. Yeah, the yeah. Siri's dialect. Yeah. Siri dialect. <laughs> Siri's um, dialect, which I think is what we should really rely on. I so. think so. I mean, she's smart. She's so. all knowing and all powerful. I My mom's maiden name is Liang, L-U-N-G. <gasps> oh, no way. But then, you know, it's we always said Liang, but then one of our uncles says Liang. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, interesting. it's not the same name or it's similar, but I don't Are they know. from like Guangdong or do you know where they're mm, from? Potentially. <laughs> potentially. That sounds I familiar. Know, uh -huh. I think like the, the more like the Hong Kong spelling or like a lot of Canto friends that I know, yeah. they spell it more so L-E-U-N-G. Oh, okay. So. Yes. Then I, that's yeah. definitely the general area where we're from, but it's just so many that's generations. So cool. Who knows? Who yeah. knows, right? What's lore? What's But maybe real? we're, you know, maybe we're related. We're related. Maybe we're like yeah. two cousins apart. That's what I was trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I asked. No. I feel like I'm on Oprah and this is like a big reveal. Right. Or like Roots. Maury. It's like, you are the cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the new Stay Positive. It's just genetic just tracking genetics, and, and Ancestry.com. Yeah. Our sponsor, no. Um, <laughs> but it's so exciting 
to have you on. At least I've wanted yes. to have you on for a while, but I just kind of like took a step back. Um, but most importantly, I, I mean, you are a podcaster yourself and Two Horny Goats is an awesome podcast for anybody Ooh. who hasn't discovered this yet. Um, <laughs> that you started with your friend Roxy, who's also yes. very, who I don't know, but sounds amazing. I feel like I know her from listening to the episodes. Oh yeah. You guys um, would be best friends if you guys met. Oh my you God. guys would just, I would be jealous immediately. Like that's why <laughs> yeah, I've actually I been keeping you apart. <laughs> Yeah, right. 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 Well, maybe, you know, we've never been in the same room together. Are we different people? Are you the same person? I know. (laughs) You're just moving back and forth really quick. I know. Yeah, we run a podcast called Two Horny Goats. It's a it's a um, quarantine baby. So I don't know when you started yours, but um, we definitely were just having these phone calls about the world shattering and falling apart around us. And so we were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, let's start. Let's start a podcast together where we can talk about the shit that matters to us. So. It's called Two Horny Goats, if anyone wants to check it Definitely out. Definitely do. Yeah, I think what's awesome about it is that, so I, I have, so I feel like whenever I listen back to this podcast, my podcast, which doesn't yeah. happen, happen often, but when I'm editing or something, it's like, I'm right. very, you know, I don't really know that. I just, it's very casual. I have no direction. At this, and I'm like, this is, this can be boring and not because they get like, they, I get great people to talk to and that's what drives it but I feel like for me as a host I'm like you know I don't really I'm not very organized with how I plan it out this and that so but what I'm saying I say that all to say I mean it's a very casual in tone but but two horny goats I feel like right off the bat I'm like this is a high quality podcast but it's still intimate in the way (laughs) that like I love about podcasts but um but yeah I was like so impressed with the way that you lay it out your intro is really good it it immediately shows (laughs) like oh the dynamic between you two I don't know I thought like did you guys like do a lot of planning to get to that level? And like, cause I'd imagine. Right. I'm, I mean, okay. First of all, yours is anything but boring. You have the best people. You're such a great warm personality. You've got so many things to say. So let's just start there and stay <laughs> right. positive stay. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but you know, I think it really shows that um, she and I were both Capricorns and we're both kind of a little bit a type. Um, and so, and she's a director. And so I think that really helps because For us, I think one of the things, like I can only follow things that are very logical. I I get lost really easily. I, my husband's way more of like an abstract person and my sister's very abstract. I just, I need things to be linear. Otherwise I, I, I get completely lost in the mix. So one of the things that I think we do is like, we have a very detailed beat sheet that, you know, you can, it's like planning for a vacation. I can be flexible as long as I know all the places Mm -hmm. we are meant to hit. And then I can, you know, if you adjust me from there, I'm fine, but I need to do all the research and find all the restaurants and like line everything up. So that's kind of how I approach the podcast. Itinerary. It's an itinerary. Itinerary. I can be flexible, (laughs) but I got to know like what we're being flexible from, you know? No, I need that in my life because I'm the opposite. I mean, clearly I was like late to this and I'm just like, oh God. No. Yeah, I, I mean, do you like to measure things out when you cook and recipes? Yes. Okay, that's good. I do. I do. See, that's I need, I to, need like, to work on. have the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have the recipe and then I can play around, but I'm like, I'm better in a box. I'm not an outside the box thinker. So, you know, I think that I'm a little straight laced in that way. I wish I was a little more fun. <laughs> A little more wild. No, it can, yeah, no, I see. I mean, yes, there's ups and downs to both. And I get what you mean where it's like, yeah, I feel like we always want to be the other thing, right? Because it's like, oh, yes. I've lived this life. Like, I know what it's like to, you know, eyeball the tablespoon and it turns out it's way too oily or whatever I just did, right? Yes, and then, no, and then, it's But true. yeah, no, I mean, I, it, I think it shows in the episodes because it's like to the right, I mean, of both, right? It's like, 
it's got the organization where I feel like I'm I'm there following an episode with a clear topic, which yes. makes it really, you know, it makes it easier to, to go. If I'm like listening back, I'll be like, oh, well, I know this episode's going to be about this. So that's perfect. Right. I'm in the mood for that. I know what I'm getting into. And then it is still fun. It's playful. And like that so much is into your, your uh, friendship, which is like, how did, and then right. so what is your, you know, share with us the background of the Priscilla and Roxy yeah. duo. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, my co-host, Roxy, we've known each other since college. So I was, um, you know, just a really nerdy, quiet, like scared of everything, shy person. And she was literally everybody's friend. Like she was on a dance team at UCI during the like ABDC time. So she was like just sparkling, like this sparkling creature. And I was like, oh, my God, if I could only one day, like, you know, um, you and I would kind of like, yeah, and I did. I wor- I wormed my way in. And so basically, like, we started working. We were both film students at UCI, um, which is not known for film. So we were, you know, part of like kind of an underdog program. Um, but it, it was a very like, you know, it was a very theory based program. And so we started working on each other's move, like each other's short films. I would PA on her she would PA on mine um, and back and forth and so we kind of got to know each other on these like late night shoots um, back in college and um, when we graduated school I went we lived together for a year in LA and that kind of cemented you know Mm. when you're 22 and scared of everything living together broke drinking like gallon jugs of wine together and like eating (laughs) one dollar tacos because that's all you can afford in your bank account so you know we've known each other from there and I think we've both seen each other like glow up through um both personal in the personal sphere the the career sphere the relationship sphere so I think that we talk a lot about how we probably wouldn't have been able to run the podcast that we do even five years ago seven years ago because we wouldn't have enough personal development and um comfort in ourselves I think if we had started it at another time we'd be trying to be somebody else you know or trying to like it, it would be it would be I'm sure it would still be fine because I don't want to like put down my younger self because we're trying to stay positive here but <laughs> I think that it. yeah um little plug yeah. but like I think that it's it, it would have been a different podcast because we're in a place where you know we're in our 30s and we know each other really well and we know ourselves a lot better and we're able to be really honest about ourselves so I think the vision for the podcast is you know I think before I started it I have a life coach which is you know mental Ooh, health yeah. woohoo we'll chat um, about it don't worry fantastic no. yes and you know I was like you know why like why why is this podcast necessary? Am I just being a little bit too arrogant? Am I just um, like, why does my voice need to be heard? And so we got into this conversation of like, you know, as an Asian American and as an Asian uh, Asian American in the arts, um, you know, what is going to what is going to be required to move the needle? What's going to be required to kind of like make this tide change, you know? And I was like, well, I think obviously for me, it's like, thousands and thousands upon thousands of conversations and dialogue and she's like well why can't yours just be one you know one molecule in this cresting wave you know and I was like oh fuck and that kind of made it easier for me because it's like oh it's not me being so important or us having like really something to say because that puts a lot of pressure Mm. on you but it's like if so many dialogues and conversations need to happen why not just fulfill one why not fulfill one little piece of that? So oh, I love that's it. Kind of yes, and it's so, and it's such a good. And all the conversations are very valuable for as a listener. <laughs> but 
on top of that, it's like, yeah, I mean, if everyone was like, uh, honest, <laughs> okay, so I feel like, you know, probably more of us need your point of view of like, do I have something to say? Because <laughs> cut to like the millions of podcasts, like I know. The terabytes of just like people being like, um, hmm. So what do no, I do? it's true. <laughs> but no, we it's, definitely it's, had. Yeah, it's not that. It doesn't have that problem at all, which is hilarious that you even consider. Oh that. no, no, I really, I, I can't believe you listen. I'm, I'm like blown away. I'm like, but so I do, honored, but I do believe because... also too. You no, know, like the people who think that way, like yourself, probably are the ones right. that need to come out and and have the podcast because you're thinking critically about it. You actually plan out the itinerary. You know, you have right. you have more of a critical, uh, yeah, take on what an episode oh. should be. I so appreciate that. And I feel that way about social media. It's like the people that you want to hear from, they don't uh, post because they have like, you know, they're living their this lives. like self-preservation, like honor, you know, integrity. <laughs> right, 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 right. They're fulfilled. What's that like? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. No, that's so true. It's like, huh, interesting that, I mean, especially now with just the, the droves of like video, because it's just TikTok and everything. Yeah. I mean, I personally am definitely scrolling on a lot of TikTok and it's like, wow, everyone. Oh my God, TikTok, it's too like, good. Everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm like, everyone's pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah like, though people are so yeah, creative like, I, you know it's like especially because I feel like I'm more on the the comedy side so I'll see a lot of like young funny right. videos that I'm like this oh. takes a lot of time to think of how do they keep coming up with one yeah. every day and the timing oh, yeah excellent the, their timing. comedic timing it's children, crazy so and have funny. you tried editing on TikTok oh, a disaster it's, it's hard a disaster. It's, it's like terrible. so many takes and it just gets real awkward you know yes yourself <laughs> Your makeup's just like melting off. I know. It's like, man, you know? yeah, this is why we need full crew on board yeah. <laughs> to take so care true. of this. My um, husband's like, why are you cussing so much? I'm like, I'm editing a food oh video. God. Like, I'm in process. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. But yes. Okay. So you, so you did talk with your life coach leading up to this. Was this something that did. you had? Um, well, I don't know. Tell me about your journey with a life coach. Cause I'm curious about yeah. that. I have, I have thought about that I think it would be a very useful thing because a lot of because I started therapy during the pandemic, which was very Ooh. exciting um, yeah. in the sense that I knew I wanted to, but it was like, oh, I don't want to have to drive into a place. And then I was right. like, hey, you better help. And then, you know, that way yeah. there's no other alternative because we couldn't even go in person. So my, my hold up got kind of blown over by being like, well, we can only do video chat. So let's just oh. make it convenient. That being said, sometimes I go into therapy thinking, maybe I need a life coach. Because like sometimes, you know, Ooh. I know they have explicit ways to yes. tell us things, therapists versus life coach. Maybe, I don't know. My impression is they give more direction. What has your experience been? Yeah, no, I'd love to hear about kind of your experience because uh, I think for my husband, like he had been going to therapy and then when it went to a, a situation where it was only video, he was like, well, I don't mm. like that because I'm so used to the other way. Um, and so I've never gone to like formal, formal therapy. And so that's something it's funny because like that's something I'm thinking Ooh, of so yeah we can um, it's like <laughs> opposite sides of the same coin um <clears throat> so I I've been in I've been with my life coach I think maybe about six or seven years now and what was cool was I was her very first client and so we've kind of grown together you know so now she is like now it's like if I don't book my appointment, like I might have to wait a month and a half because she has so many people vying for her time um but I think what's great about it is it just helps me stay accountable with myself and work through like these mental blocks that I have. So it's a lot more, I guess, practical. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, we can delve into some childhood stuff, but generally she tries to steer me away from that because she's like, well, that's not like, that's not what 
like our sessions are designed to do. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, and she kind of talks you through like, you know, what's helpful for you. So a lot of times like she'll actually call me out on on my bullshit, you know, and I'll be like, well, it's just really hard. And I'm like making excuses and she'll she'll call me out on it, which helps pull me out of um, whatever kind of loop I'm in. And it's like like a therapist would kind of maybe try to analyze it more yeah, or like discover the root of it um which i think is so great as well um but she helps me find like practical tools and we do a lot of like visual visualization techniques whether it's like um you know okay you're feeling anxiety so instead of like just examining the anxiety it's kind of more like well what shape does it take um is it a bird is it a plane um is it a you know what what kind of motions is it making is it like a raccoon is it like you know and then so all, all of a sudden we have this shorthand where now i'm like you know we've named the anxiety and what it looks like and what color it is so now i can just be like yeah hank's been acting up and we have this like immediate shorthand and she's like well great so let's so your anxiety is at a this and you know we can just work through very practical ways to either talk myself down or etc so I think it is a nice it sounds like it could be a nice um, supplement to having a therapist as well I don't know yeah yeah no that's great I think that that sort of nudging portion of it I think maybe is like not right I have you know not what therapists are supposed to do so I think right but like sometimes yeah the coach of it all like the the sort of yeah I don't know (laughs) no I hear and then Uh it's my husband's also trained as what is called like spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of doing like, I know when I met him, he was like, I was like, what are you majoring in? And he's like, Oh, soul care. And I'm like, Oh bitch. Like every girl wants that, you know, soul care. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Nice I want my soul to be cared. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. I thought he was like literally joking, but he's basically trained as like a therapist or a counselor. And sometimes I'll find him trying to therapize me and I'll be like, okay, stop it. Oh, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's halt the train. Cause you know, that's not healthy either between the sure, two of us. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's cool though that he yeah. knows the language at least or, and, and is very clearly yeah, familiar yeah. with all that. That's unique. I think for a lot of people, but also guys in particular, maybe <laughs> for sure, right? for sure. But it's only bad when like he, he out maneuvers me I'm like you're projecting he's like you don't even know what projecting oh, is let yeah, me tell you yeah. like blah 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 and then he's like so yeah, I'm not projecting and I'm like uh duh <laughs> darn it I gotta oh come up with new God. words yeah <laughs> yeah um I see that's that's exciting so then okay hmm so many things I want to ask about okay mm-hmm. th- but this is great I think like um what sort of drove you to explore that life coach possibility you know you know, uh, uh, like the same as a lot of things in my life that kind of fell into my lap and I just went with it and it ended up being great. Amazing. Um, I had, a, I know I had a coworker and he's like, Hey, my wife just left her job at Mars. Um, and she's like pursuing this kind of life coaching thing. Would you be open to being like almost like a Guinea pig client, um, for free for a certain number of months. And that's literally how we got started. And I, you know what I noticed, and I don't know if you felt this and I'm curious if you did when you, when you start, Um, I felt like very anxious before our sessions initially because I realized it was, it was that it was such hard work to like put yourself in such a vulnerable position and to be so open about both your flaws and your wins. 
like I felt that that was really uncomfortable at first I don't know if you felt that way um, but it took me maybe like two years and I still get a certain amount of anxiety because I know like I have to show up I don't did mm. you ever feel that way oh that's it that's a good way to phrase it yeah I think mm. I'm still like it's still a challenge like I think there's yeah. certain things where I'm like hmm, I don't think I fully you know, wanted to talk about that one topic that maybe I right. do need to now. You know, it's like I kind of let it reach a right. certain bubbling point where I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this. But of course, <laughs> yes. I'd much prefer being like, I'm good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Let's see. Yeah, not much. To- you know what I mean? Like, it's very like, <laughs> I have to like probably write it down yeah. or do more prep before, honestly, because it's right, not right, my right. instinct to be like, here's the problem. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine that like, you know, did you notice that after you, um, was it sort of a relationship thing with the person where you became more comfortable or something that you discovered with yourself that you could be more open? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think it's probably both. I think like, obviously she got to know me better. I got to know her better. Um, and then we definitely went through a weird phase where we were still like grabbing dinner with them and oh, she would sure, accidentally yeah. bring up something, you know, oh, no! just pertaining yeah, to our yeah. session. And but she didn't yeah. mean anything by it. But, you know, we we were both learning through that, you know. And so. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was an insecurity. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready yeah, to talk yeah. about. But I think that, you know, I think credit to her, but also, I guess, credit to myself, which is like feeling more comfortable about being uncomfortable and feeling mm. more comfortable, you know, being vulnerable and not being afraid of flaws because I think as I've worked on things with her I've really seen like a progression and I've seen myself improve and so I think having that um kind of turn out well kind of is a feedback loop because then I'm less afraid to tackle things head on you know yeah yeah that's that's good I mean I think that's very exciting that like you've learned <laughs> that yeah and become yeah. I mean that's it's our it's very hard for me to be uncomfortable I know this um, right. I think it's just like, you know, it seems to be like a, a gradual thing for sure. But um, do you uh, ever find yourself bringing like your sense of humor into deflecting when you're talking to your therapist? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, love to make her laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the yes. only way I think I know how to communicate oftentimes even right. with, um, you know, I mean, I think this traces back to like my family and maybe why I wanted to do comedy in the first place but I think it's like definitely a great right. tool for me especially yeah. because I, I feel it's mainly also in the in the social anxiety realm of like oh okay I kind of learned how to right you know diffuse awkward moments or something so the same can go right. for even like private conversations but um yeah I mean I think that's that's always the case uh mm. and and there's a lot of truth in your comedy there's a lot of truth behind it but at the same time it's also a way to kind of reveal a truth while not having to embody it right in that yeah moment, that's you know? the hope if I were able to just yeah hit it head on seriously <laughs> yeah I'd be doing this job <laughs> but, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. I mean that's part of it I mean okay so then let's I do want to not uh, I want to get into Priscilla the artist uh, oh, Prisca oh, and and your <laughs> the, like all the music obviously oh, of boy. it all but um I mean okay so I feel like the first time that I yeah might have seen you but I don't know if I met you that time maybe I, right. I shook oh. your hand or something was with oh. Dan Matthews oh yeah um, that's right he's Danica a huge fan Dan. of yours yes I mean, I'm Danaka Don, his, yes. and he's, yeah he's, he's a great friend um but I think yeah. I knew you know I knew that you two collaborated and then oh, we saw sure. you perform um on his oh. album release I think and that like bicycle oh. shop yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god that, like, that's so crazy. warehouse yeah it was like 
close to like a it was like in the middle of downtown but it was like a, it didn't oh, have to be a bicycle right. shop but it was like open for the cool album release party anyway you have a beautiful voice and we were like wow oh. this person has like such a great voice and oh specifically gosh. like for his um style as well like you two together yeah. it's like an awesome pairing so anyway but uh, but I, oh. I know you you have been doing that for a while and it's been you know just yeah. such an awesome thing that to see you do that but also you do you know the podcast and all these different creative outlets but like what has been your sort of artist's journey right. because I feel like you do you wear many hats and you do many things yeah I think um well, first of all, I also remember meeting you on the Wong Fu set for the Halloween thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thing, and that we were both main... Aquafina. We were both Aquafina uh, in yeah. different uh, styles. Crazy Rich Asians yeah. and Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8. And I was like, this person is the coolest person I've ever met. Oh I was just, gosh. like, obsessed. I... I was, like, full-on, like, girl crush. Like, I was like, be cool. Like, just oh, fucking me. be cool, oh, Priscilla. I'm like, glad be cool. Yeah, yeah, I was doing the same thing to you, so I'm glad it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out. It good, worked good, out. Good. And then... Um, and then Dan mentioned, like, he was like, oh, like, you should check out her, like, her stand-up because she's so smart, Aww. so funny, so talented, like a prodigy. And so I, I went on a YouTube rabbit hole and I was just like, okay, like, I'm glad I didn't know this because I would have been too starstruck to say anything. <laughs> oh and then we've met up at, or I've seen you at different, like, comedy festivals where, you, where you've been performing, like the Napa one. Oh, so yes. it's just been Napa. really cool to follow your career. Oh, gosh. Like, you the know. same to you. That is very kind. But, yes, it's been <laughs> so great. I mean, the yeah, it's it's fun when you kind of know about someone and then you meet them and then you're like, all right. Yeah. Gotta, you know, and you're like, oh, they're gotta play awesome. Cool here, but. Um, yeah, but so I, I started doing music back when I was, like, 15 um I used to sing a lot because I just like loved it and my mom's like well if you're gonna do this all the time we should get you lessons because if we have to listen to this one minute longer I swear so (laughs) they sent me to voice lessons and honestly I think that was the thing that changed my life because I dealt with a lot of um social anxiety and I was really really shy um and I had a lot of stage fright um dealt with a lot of just you know all that like I was not one of these kids who got up on stage and just became like Mariah I was like definitely would freeze up would like get the hiccups like would start burping uncontrollably Mm -hmm. like that you know really cute stuff um (laughs) I can't wait for my biopic it's gonna be great it's just gonna be amazing yeah (laughs) and so I I you know with this voice teacher I think kind of like a life coach she was able to I think that if like if you're able to do any performance type thing full out in front of just one person, mm-hmm. you can do it in front of anybody because I think a like one person who's fully paying attention to everything you're doing is the most frightening thing um, because there's no like there's no hiding um, and there's no kind of glossing things over and there's so much attention paid. So because I was able to like learn technique from her um, and figure out what my strengths as a singer were and sing in front of her and get critiqued by her like on a weekly basis in a very, very detailed manner. It actually helped me break a lot of my stage fright, a lot of my social anxiety. um, And it kind of like helped me come into my own body, Mm. you know, Um, because singing is like a whole body experience and you do have to have access to like 
I mean, you literally like squeeze your butt muscles when you're trying to hit like certain notes oh. and you're aware of like the top of your like your soft palate, you know, and you're aware of like the top of your head and the placement of your shoulders and the way you're breathing like and the way your circulation's yeah. going. Right. It's like a full Whoa. body experience. Um, and like it's kind of like a ballet uh, in ballet. They say like if you do a plie correctly, you should be kind of breaking a sweat. Oh. by the time you finish like a full grand plie you know and so with, I, I feel that way with singing like if you're warming up singing and you're doing it I don't want to say correctly but you're doing it in full technique um you you you, you your entire body is like invigorated almost like almost like any athlete so it's pretty cool in that sense yeah so anyway yeah that's that's kind of how I started and then I got um really into I'm like a huge fangirl I have to like stop myself from fangirling um, because I get too into it. But I found like a bunch of singer songwriters that I loved, like Rachel Yamagata, Jason Mraz, um, Tristan Prettyman. And I think they just showed me how simple songwriting could be. Obviously not easy, but how simple a story you could tell that could be so moving. And, and through that is when I started writing my own stuff. And I would, I don't know, like now in my 30s, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I did this. But as like a 16 year old, I would go to like different cafes and like just knock on their door and be like, hey, I think you need a little pianist and a singer over there. Yep. And I would just set up like no mic, just like a little keyboard plug in. And I would just like basically force myself upon them, you know, and that's kind of how I got started. Um, so it's oh, it's awesome. crazy uh, now to think of how brazen you are when you're young. Sure, right? sure. But yeah, but if you had known then, then it wouldn't have happened that's true yeah <laughs> but no that's like, incredible do you ever look back on just like how like audacious you were when you were young like did you go to like like open mics that you now sure. you'd be like wow I fucking think, brave yeah I think I think it's like you know the thing where you're kind of not you're out of options right I mean there's not any other way to get your music out there yeah. say at that time so that's kind of the way and honestly like that's great and, and at the time right. that could seem like the easiest way right and like the least brazen <laughs> way because it's like well you know it's it's just this a cafe what you gotta right? do. but then now obviously yeah we're going back it's like certainly I you know people I would cold email or people that I would go up to right yeah right because it's very different now <sighs> and you're like oh well I don't know maybe I you know maybe I've seen I've seen yeah, people yeah, yeah. do that and I don't like doing that you know what I mean we have all these like maybe I baggage. Stay in my yeah lane. yeah right um, yeah baggage yes but, yes but uh but no I mean okay so that's very I mean going back to the body stuff I think that's like a really cool I mean that kind of reminds me of like the whole mindfulness yeah. thing now where you kind of have to like body right. scan and and it's like oh right. yeah I guess I never really pay attention to like what you know my toes yeah. are doing or like my mm. you know what's happening in this skin area you know like it's like yes. it's very strange to think Ooh, that is so delicious cool that you yeah. looked back like at the time too I mean I think about this for say when I used to play basketball it's not even oh. like it's still like a really at the time, I felt like, oh, what a waste of time because I was very, like, academic. Sure. So at the time, it just kind of felt like, well, I'm not going to be in the WNBA. Why am I here, you know? Right, um, but right, I, right. But looking back now, I'm like, okay, you know what? It gave me drive because I learned how to, like, physically yeah. push myself. It gave me a lot of really close friends. Like, some Ooh. of my two, like, honestly, the only two people from high school that I still see um, that I'm, you yeah. know, in my best friend's wedding next year. I think it's, like, from basketball. Oh, wow. And, like, none of us play basketball yeah. anymore. But um, I think that there right. are certain things looking back on your life when at the time, you know, it might have just seemed like 
doing this yes. thing. I mean, you actually still sing. I don't play no, basketball. No, 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 no. I mean, but, um, I'm sure but, you guys yeah. still meet up and run drills, right? No, right, yeah. I mean, but, listen, no, we still no. do suicides, which, you know, every Sunday. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. that connection is, is so amazing and like you know putting yourself out there and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone working as a team pushing your body to the extremes like like I feel that way when I sing with people too you know right, and, and cool. even if we don't always sing together anymore you, you have that kind of bondedness because you, you're going on this journey together yeah and like I think of uh I also I I don't know much about projecting voice but of course I kind of have right. to for comedy and yeah. stuff but I'm always I always have the mic right up in my face but I feel like um <laughs> I remember once when I was hosting like this event in back in college, I was doing it with a friend who yeah. was a acapella, you know, or I mean, he was a singer, Ooh. but he acapella was like kind of the main thing that people would do. Right. And he was yeah. very much like, no, you got to do this. And I'm like, I literally have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. He was sort of like live <laughs> teaching me how to like, you know, project while we were yeah. there. It was just it's so like, loud. Throw your voice back. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like, I have like, no well, idea these parts yeah. of my body, but I, I'm sure like, yeah, that takes a lot of, you know, attention to detail and what a valuable thing yeah. to know and be familiar with going into, right. you know, anything, not just voice No, stuff. I mean, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. And I think it, it is, I, I would encourage like anybody to take a voice lesson class. Um, and a lot of actors, like a couple of my friends I was talking to, like they take literally like a voice speaking class that involves a lot of learning your breath. Cool. And once you kind of control your breath, like, et cetera, like you can unlock all of these different sounds um and that goes for like voice actors and stage actors and tv and film actors like i i just think that taking any sort of voice class is is so valuable like even if you don't want to sing um learning to use your breath and strengthening your diaphragm is like you know it's like i feel like everyone should do an improv class mm -hmm. because it just it's like one of those things that unlocks something and pushes you to a point of discomfort um then but then also creates more knowledge of how you use your body yeah and benefits you in so many ways like because now you know after doing like some improv lessons or whatever now when I go into an interview or even if it's like for a corporate position I can bring a lot of that um that kind of mindset and have a great time in an interview while as before I would have been so stiff and afraid cool. you know oh yeah yeah life is improv <laughs> we're life all improv <laughs> but no yeah that's a, that's I mean you always hear about like you know corporate especially from the corporate world when it feels like yeah. people might have lost that certain sense of themselves that maybe was more playful like taking right. a creative classic improv for a voice I mean I had thought of a voice class I've never done that before but that sounds like a good idea. I mean, could be fun. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if anybody wants to teach me. <laughs> like I'm you're a hopeless sure. case. But um, we have hands up all around the room. So yep, one, two, ten. Oh, good, ten good. people. Phew. So we're ready to all go. Right, yeah, send them over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I do. I mean, okay. So with all that too, I mean, I think what's really cool too is that I remember seeing you perform at the at that we did that um, sort of show that was like for oh. that nonprofit in uh oh yeah, yeah. like east west players that's oh my gosh that's right and that was like really cool to see you do um you know your 
show but then even yeah. more so than that i was like this you're funny you do these transitions uh-huh. in between your, you know you like you're a host too because you have to be the one who's like all right i'm gonna go into the next song and it, and right, right, you right. can't just like go into it i mean you could and that would be totally right fine because it's beautiful but like you have yeah. you know such a good like personality on stage that i think was like i was like damn okay i guess you you know you should just do stand up too if you wanted to. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, so like, what is? I mean, I assume that's from all the you know practice that you've done and stuff. But like, what what are your? Yeah, right. Because I also see this in other musicians, and it's always interesting. You know, when you go to a concert, like that's just as much part of it as creating the experience. And like, yeah, yeah. How has that kind of been for you? I, I think I think it's funny because I think there's like a saying or something. I and I'm not gonna get it right, but like comedians want to be rock stars and then all rock stars think think they're comedians sure comedians. i mean yeah, they, <laughs> right, yeah they crack some jokes yeah. and the audience laughs i know and, you know it and i think okay first of all like i love and study like banter and i love and study stand-up and i would never actually want to do stand-up because i respect it way too much and um have so much fear i think it's the bravest art form i i genuinely feel that it is and i think that if you're a musician and you have a and you have an instrument in front of you and a microphone you can say anything and people will laugh like it's basically playing like a video game on easy like and and like so and i love it and i always want to get better at it but i also fully recognize that i'm like I'm just, I'm playing on easy. And so I'm very lucky um, to kind of have oh, a chance no, no. to I, I see what you mean, do a little bit of but it. No, yeah. no, I, I, th- I think I, you know, I think, I think what it is too, is it's like the same thing happens to comedians, but past a certain point. Right. I think it's like, right. It's right, like, right. sure. I'm no one's at the open mic level at that point, but you're not at the open mic level right. of music. So it's like, you know, I think, <laughs> right. I think um, that that's just the benefit of, you know, once you have your audience and they trust you, they might be a little bit more willing to laugh Ooh. at something that would that's huge so I'm curious about that like in terms of like building your fan base and now that they know and they trust you what are the like the pros and cons of that for you oh I guess I don't know if I feel like I'm at that point necessarily but okay sure I let's say like on social media or something right you know you're posting yeah. a lot of people are your friends or have electively followed you then certainly mm-hmm. I think there's some trust but uh yeah I don't I don't know I I guess I can't say like I guess the the difference might be doing a show, you know, that I host. And so then it's sort of like people know they're coming to see me or like they're kind of there or like it's friends that have come. So they know me already. And like, yeah, I think there's definitely like a safety net. So I kind of am willing to like say a joke that's probably not as well written, but I can like, you know, I can kind of signal where the punchline is. And so people are like, yeah, that's where I laugh. But I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, it's good and bad. I feel like that's a very (laughs) self-deprecating way of looking at it. But I think like for me being like on the outside, you know, looking in, seeing like anytime you post something, I'm like, I know the brand Mm. of humor. I know like Sierra is going to be hilarious, intelligent, self-deprecating. It's like the energy is going to be very specific. Mm. Like it's not like a super high energy and it's not like completely deadpan. So it's like. I think that your brand of humor is so clear. And so when you ever put, whenever you put a show together, I'm like, okay, I, I, I trust exactly what that show is going to look like. I know it's going to be fucking hilarious. And I know the like energy and the mood, like I can see into that, you know, and that's like really like, that's hard to cultivate. 
Um, I guess it's interesting because I feel like in the past, you know, I think this is something that like a lot of people say is it's like, oh, you know, then, you know, it's like I you're listening to people's interviews where they are successful in their creative endeavors right. and they, a lot of what the advice is, is like, well, you know what? It kind of turned for me when it, when I started to be myself, sure. you know, and it's like, oh, right. God, well. but like, <laughs> like, yeah, I got that. But, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, I do actually think that for me too, it's like, it is true that sometimes, you know, it's easy to look at what we make and be like, ah, I don't like that though. Like I'm, I'm more of a fan of this kind of style. And I think for so long, I like definitely loved the, like, you know, I love like the kind of goofy, silly, you know, yeah. I laugh most when people are goofy and silly and wacky <laughs> and they, it's not what they yeah, say, yeah, but yeah. how they make you feel and all that stuff. And then I think yeah. it was kind of learning like, okay, you know what? That's not what, that can make me laugh, but it doesn't have to be what we do just because right. that's our taste. Like to a certain right. extent, I know my limitations. So it's kind of been leaning into those limitations or leaning into what would be my, you know, what is my bread and butter. Yeah. So I think that kind of fits. And I mean, yeah, I guess that's I, just generally, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and the same could go for music, right? I guess like how yeah. have you felt with like, you know, how you've liked your own music or not or yeah I think um no I I've definitely gone through this period of time where I started writing music just to impress like the musicians I was playing with because I would write like these three chord songs but they were really emotional and meaningful to me and um like I think looking back now I'm like melodically I was like the most free and when you're the most free you write like melodies that really kind of stick you know because you're not trying to sound like anything um you're just approaching music from this very like pure lens and like I'm very grateful for all the experiences that I had and that I had a chance to improve but I think that I started to equate complexity with good music um and I used to take it really hard when like I felt like some of the musicians I was playing with, some of the session players felt bored by the music because I wanted to have like interesting, you know, music and interesting chord changes and um, a cool bridge and like, you know, all these like, uh, like a great like guitar solo or whatever. Um, but it's kind of like at the end of the day, that's not the music that I personally enjoy. And I had to kind of come to terms with the fact that like, okay, well, if they think I'm boring, like, so what? Like, I've got to just write from a place that feels authentic to me, you know, and not to say that that period of time didn't enrich me, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it's kind of all these, you know, kind of push and pull situations too. But I think at the end of it, I, I'm now kind of gone full circle and I'm like, I just got to like, let myself be free. And if it's three chords, it's three chords. It doesn't have to be 17 and it doesn't have to have like seven chord, like key changes, you know? <laughs> and, um, it's like what feels pure to me and what's beautiful to me. And that is just as valid as being, you know, musically complex like both of those things um hold their own beauty and um I also think like I used to because I grew up being a gymnast and I think I do still approach a lot of things like a gymnast like when it comes to singing mm -hmm. I was never very good but I loved it you know it was my like everything like I my parents would be like well we're going to Disneyland and you can't make it if you have a meet and I'm like great I'm gonna have a better time than you guys anyway oh, like I was I was just all in you know Disneyland. Um, That's big. Yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but I think that I also in my maybe when I was feeling insecure or um not fully confident in my voice I would use my voice um by doing tricks like by by hitting big notes and um just kind of you know, flipping through the air almost and um, 
Mm. I realized now that I'm older, there are moments for that for sure. But having more of that emotional discipline um, and knowing when to pepper that in instead of just going at a 10 from the get go um, it is an interesting thing like uh, to hone. And that for me could only come with age. I feel like some people get that way quicker, but not me. <laughs> No, I'm yeah, slow, I think that's, burn. <laughs> I know, I feel, yeah, it's, it's like, well, it'd be great if we knew it right away. But then it's like interesting because if you had known that, you know, I think all of all of our, uh, I don't know, progression <laughs> would be kind of like a reaction to what happened before, you know, right, so right. maybe if you had been like, oh, it's all about restraint and then you'd be right, like, wait, right. but actually I can do all this <laughs> other stuff. Yeah. I didn't even know, you know, or you wouldn't learn that about yourself. I don't know. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I know. I had the young confidence. No, I know. Young confidence. I would choose Adele at every karaoke bar. Like, you know, that's how like courageous I was. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I would want to hear you sing Adele at every karaoke bar. But um, we got to go karaoke. That's that's amazing. That's (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. I mean, yeah, I think that's what's so that's something that, you know, thinking about back to like, you know, our younger selves. Right. It's like, ooh, you know, I, I definitely cringe at certain things I did. I definitely like thought by now like I think there's also this thing too where it's like oh I think a lot of the stuff that I did was out of insecurity and at the time I just didn't even really realize it I think it was like oh you know I guess like this is what we're doing and and it's just cool to like I don't and I think I'm not out of that cloud yet like I think there's definitely a lot more to go and I'm like man I thought by now I would be all good but we're still going (laughs) here um but I know if I pictured myself in my 30s I was like well you own a house (laughs) <laughs> like you know <laughs> you've got a family like, three children got, like, a career <laughs> yeah like you're basically on top of the world you're wearing a great pantsuit with like great mm. shoulder pads Ooh. a perm that just won't quit um but you know and then right. that you have your life figured boss, out and like boss, yeah I can best. barely do my taxes so I um, mean yeah who knows what taxes are? what's a tax <laughs> what is what's, tax how do we yeah. know what it is um <laughs> But yeah, well, I'm writing exactly. the book right now, Sierra. I'll be done oh with my God, it in send it over. 25 Give years. Give me the yeah. manuscript. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. I think it's, um, man, I think I think what you're saying too is it's like a lot of that stuff does come with time and I, I want to, like I want to emphasize that a lot because I think there's a mm. lot of, um, you know, I love, I love the how young can you be, yeah. then you get it. And it's like that yeah. surely had a lot of value early in my life of like, okay, well, I'm 20, so when right. I turn 23, then I will be this. And then, you know, by that time, that person yeah. whose biography I read was doing yeah. that. You know what I mean? And like right. now, you know, gradually I'm like, okay, I got to let that go because I'm going to, you know, I'm only getting yeah. older and that stuff changes. But also, you know, I think there's a certain sense of like, rather than regret or rather than yeah. like, oh, I didn't do that thing by then. It's like, okay, well, honestly, I couldn't. There's like literally no way I could have done it at that age. Yeah. Like, think about and who we were then. You know, and yeah, and totally. And like, I think once you're able to drop the measuring stick, like you, like you, I know it's like a little gross, but like you really start to just forge your own path and you hit the benchmarks that you hit when you need to hit them. And like, I don't know, I I don't feel that I would have been ready any younger, you know? And so maybe I would have been thrust into something and maybe I would have adjusted and I'm sure I would have tackled whatever challenge head on. But at the same time, like, knowing myself better I, I I can't be hard on myself because I, I just wasn't ready I wasn't mm-hmm. if I didn't go for a certain opportunity like I could beat myself up about it or kind of realize well if you weren't ready to go for that then you just weren't ready for it whether or not your skill set was ready or not like you as a complete person emotionally right. you just weren't prepared for that and that's okay 
you know love it write it down put it on the wall write it, put it in, yeah put it put on it a on plaque the fridge. <laughs> yeah I yeah I yeah. agree it's like it's it's just you know whatever you want to call it but it is sort of that like it, listen if we were ready what would have happened yeah, yeah 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 what yeah. happened yeah um, what happened yeah, what <laughs> yeah yeah and it's you know I think I think even, you know, this pandemic and, you know, prior to the pandemic, um, my husband, he got cast in a play and um, he, you know, we moved up to Ashland, Oregon for a year. And I kind of like very, you know, arrogantly was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be such an artist and I'm just going to sit among the trees and like write the mm. great American novel, next great uh, American yes. novel, Oregon. you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, you That's know, I'm going to basically be like Boney there and, mm. you know, just like, you know, music is just going to pour out of my every. But then I get there and all of a sudden in the stillness, all the shit that I had been banking like it was sitting in the queue of shit that I hadn't dealt with whether it was losing family members whether it was um personal loss whether it was you know um like getting laid off like all of these things boom they they like the second that you're in the quiet and that you're introverting and that you're alone and that you're separated from your community like you need to deal I I I sat there and I realized I had to deal with everything Mm. and I actually spent 10 months doing a whole lot of nothing and I was living among artists who you know all these actors and artists and playwrights and and set designers and I felt like a piece of shit for a really long time but I had to just sit there and deal with everything that I had been pushing to the side and sit there and realize that I had self-sabotaged I had sabotaged my friendships based on like my career ambitions. Um, I had to just face all of these demons before I could even start getting into the creative process again. And for a long time, I was like beating myself up and beating myself up because it was like, you know, I think we're all like, you know, growing up Asian with Asian parents, like you get this pressure of like, well, all you have to do is, is, is grin and bear it and work harder. You just, if you were, if you're facing adversity, you just bite down and work harder, you know? But in that moment, I realized like, you know, I had all of this shit that I'd put to the side that I needed to like catch up on. Um, and so it was kind of crazy because that was 2019 and, you know, I came out of it and I was like ready to be creative and I was like, fuck yes, like 2020 is going to be my year. You know, I spent this whole year of introversion and, and, and you know, being and developing myself and developing all these skills and I'm like ready to, fu- oh, fucking A, COVID-19. <laughs> so, it, right. you know, Perfect. like best laid plans. But I, I do appreciate the kind of head start that I was given to, to kind of self-reflect. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because that shit is it's difficult to face yourself it's difficult to look into a mirror sometimes oh gosh yeah that's worst time of the day <laughs> sure sure that is <laughs> and that's that's great I think like yeah you did you really were ahead of the curve as far as like you know having to confront not to brag at that time know? I know now yeah. we're back in the back in the work <laughs> yeah. hard thing but no yeah, yeah I think it was really like that hopefully though tough I mean everybody does kind of say in those moments like I guess we kind of need those yeah. to get to those. And like everybody, you know, society, we yeah. all are like very excited when people are like getting their successes and then we rally around them, of course. But right. it's those darker moments, which totally happen, but nobody yeah. thinks about that or nobody talks about that because that's not what we celebrate. And they're just yeah. as important to those other moments. Um, very true. And I think, I mean, easier said than done. But yeah, it's very much like, I, I like to think about like, I remember there is, I mean, this is literally like, I don't know anything about, these people's lives but I, right. I like to think about like it's like I feel like we when somebody is having like amazing 
you know, cr- amazing creative success, you know, yeah. like a Donald Glover or something like, right. I remember like Atlanta came out, everybody was like, wow. And then right. his music was popping off. And then he was like casting all this, you know, it's like, it's like he was, he was really like embodying this sort of like well-rounded, you know, artist. Yes. And, yeah. and I remember thinking like a year or, you know, before Atlanta came out when, you know, yeah. he was probably writing it. Um, yeah. or like even before that, like there was a long span where we didn't really know what he was up to. Cause it was like community had ended. He did some right. stand up and then there was like, honestly, like he was probably writing Atlanta or whatever. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then it came out and then we're like, Oh yeah, all along he was always great. And He's like, just honestly, a genius. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's like, I don't know if we knew that back then, but he was working on it, but probably totally. to him, he was probably like, I haven't heard anything from anybody saying I'm great. Hopefully this works out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. No, no, no. But, but yeah, I think that's Michaela, sort of like one example. Was it uh-huh. Michaela Cohen said something very similar after she won the Emmy, right? Oh, she yeah. Was oh, like, Michaela I, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cole. Right. Uh, like she was basically like, I encourage everyone to go and disappear for a bit because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's where the fucking shit happens. Right. You know, it's not that's as it's speech. more unsightly, but it's just as vital. It, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, it's the only vital part of the creative process sure yeah I mean that's what hopefully we or hopefully we find that part enjoyable or at least you know worthwhile um even though it's hard but yeah I think especially because um yeah I mean now it is kind of all about social media and being like I'm doing this thing right you know and I think okay this is now like a very old TED talk so I'm almost like dating myself but I think it was like Elizabeth Gilbert but she was saying that the idea of the individual genius like didn't come about until about like a hundred years ago and so it used to just be you know whether from a religious standpoint it was like oh the you know these these fairies or these daemons like they gave you this idea or it came from some deity from the lord from whatever um and then the in the idea of the genius being within the individual only came about i i'm not going to remember the exact time or place but within the last hundred maybe 150 years you know and that's when um a lot of a lot of artists like writer mainly authors at the time they they just started drinking themselves into oblivion i'm sure writers have been drinking the whole time but like you know specifically just oh. because almost killing themselves because the pressure was oh. so much so placed upon them that it it was killing them it was killing them and they were using external things to kind of maybe hurry that along but right. it was I thought that was really interesting. Oh yeah, I I I love TED Talks. I haven't heard so I gotta go watch it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I listen to the TED the TED Radio Hour as well. TED Radio Hour. Oh my gosh, (laughs) the best for the the pod nerds out there. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun one. I actually, yeah, I kind of dropped off. It used to be my one, and I kind of haven't in a minute. Because they have a new host, right? They do. Oh yeah, which which is. I forget. I was going to say her name and it would have been fun, but honestly, I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she's fine. Yeah, Yeah, it is different, right? Okay. But like, um, but I think also like they started doing a lot of like re-releases because, you know, they weren't recording a bunch of new ones. So it's kind of like, I've heard this one before. I don't need to know more Uh, about climate change. Yeah, I already know about dolphins. I know. I know it's sad. It's bad. Um, But yeah, I think... um, but yeah, that's that's incredible. That's oh, it's always fun to know how like these things that we've established are like yeah. true. It's like no, it's not that. It's not forever. Right. But yeah, Definitely. probably before it was like, ooh, you know, I'm a prophet being spoken through. Whatever. Yes. But then like now it's yeah, it's a lot of individual pressure. I'm sure. Like, right. Right. Um, and good to know that even you know even back then there was still tortured artists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a fun. That's knowing, been a constant. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not unique to us. Um, no. <laughs> but yes, interesting. So that we you know yeah we. Everybody feels that pressure. It still, you know, gets exacerbated by all the, 
yeah sharing of what everyone is up to um and the self-idolatry is really interesting and it's like we all I I you know I sometimes like think of curating our Instagram pages as almost um like designing our own tombstone or like keeping the grass trimmed on our future tombstone you know it's it's like it's gonna last way longer like our lives are gonna be a blip compared to how long these online portfolios or scrapbooks of our Mm. lives are gonna last yeah yeah what a lovely terrifying thing yeah you're right you're right love it well yeah tombstones looking looking like a classic grid I think um (laughs) Uh, going for actually this is a good transition should we get into yeah. negative oh negative oh negative i honestly time. uh yeah negative so negative so, so, so this yeah. is the part of the show where we'd go into the negative because okay. we've been positive so far and you've done a yeah. great job being positive but go in <laughs> do you want to start with social media do you want to go into another topic Ooh. whatever you want oh i guess yeah i mean Ooh, see now that like we have to be negative it's like hard but like sure, i'm sure. generally like it's e- generally easy to be negative you know right right um okay what am, I, what am i unhappy about right now stones Let of me. negativity <laughs> yeah is there something that's that's grading your i can kick ears? us off sure yeah that's that's my job um no okay. no no, well, no just... i mean i was i was thinking because we're getting into social media oh yeah what is what is negative about it okay well obviously oh, yeah. so many things but yeah i think sure. what's funny is I've had a couple uh okay this is kind yeah. of yeah it's negative okay yeah so there's a couple friends of mine that I've talked yeah. to recently who openly who I mean and honestly I commend them for this and maybe yeah. it's a little more positive but who are, who have openly been like oh yeah so here's the dirty deets on like this situation that Ooh. I've been posting on social media it looks <gasps> right, great right, right. I know I acknowledge it looks great actually right. it's not going so great here's why and oh, I'm like shit. wow it's so interesting that like you know, you're so upfront and acknowledging that yeah. you <laughs> deceived us. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like also, like I'm not, my hands aren't clean. That's the funny thing about social media. It's like, yeah. I go on there, I get all like up in my, you know, oh, yeah. oh everybody's doing great. <laughs> oh. And then, and I'm in bed and I'm not doing great. Right, like you huffing know? and puffing. I know, yeah. I know. Like, oh, they're having so much fun. They're all friends with each other. Fine. Just rage you know? liking things. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and oh, like commenting so like thumbs yeah, up. Like but like so much fun. Livid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so looking so hot today. Um, but yeah, it's Fuckers. really. <laughs> but yeah, and then, you know, I do the same thing. I post like the highlights. Yeah, some thirst traps. I'm like, oh, how come, yeah. you know, like how come everybody does that? I'm like, oh, well, I get it. What am I going to post? Like being in bed? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and some people do that. And then people are like, and then I can be like, well, you're just trying to get attention. Like we all sure, do that. Sure, like, sure. you know, yeah, like we're all in scrolling. <laughs> I know it's they so look. easy to turn that negative. And, you know, I was talking and, and I don't know. I think part of it is the city we live in, the older we get, the more we do the work that we do. The people that are in our lives are seeing a type of success that is inordinate. Like if you're living in Kansas no offense to Kansas, but like living in LA, it's like everybody's in the industry. And the more you live here, the more people you meet who are in the industry. And just by statistical numbers, the people that stay and continue tend to find success. And so, you know, we have these, yeah, we have these feeds that aren't just like, I don't know, like, it's not like municipal level. It's more like, oh, they're at the Oscars. They're at (laughs) like, they have their own show on Comedy Central. They got a Grammy, you know? And and so it's like the scale of success has definitely 
changed and altered just by way of like living in this city that worships this industry you know and so I think what that must do I mean obviously we know that social media is not great for mental health in general and can definitely poison the mind of of youths who whose brains are not yet fully formed but even for us like the scale that we're seeing like what that must do to our psychological health it you know it's worth like noting and my friend was like telling me he he was just saying like it's not he's like I'm not trying to say it's like oh it's so abnormal but it's not like a normal scale of success so we just got to give ourselves some extra space because like you're saying a lot of times what happens behind the scenes is like not all it is a lot of times bigger bigger opportunities mean bigger problems like I have a friend who is being sued for the first time for doing you know oh, scary. and I was like you made it like you know? <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! if you Ooh. don't have a lawsuit I mean are you even like you right, know anybody right, yeah you? yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but I hear you on yeah, that I put really it on your do. vision board goals yeah. <laughs> get sued I know it's the, it's the things that make you yeah. big that you don't think about yeah no definitely um, yeah that's scary but of course I think yeah I think well that is so true and a lot of a lot of I realize like a lot of my relationships are new word alert parasocial like I honestly haven't I don't know I this is on the news this word is in the buzz (laughs) because of um the John Mulaney Olivia stuff yeah so because because they you know because that whole thing and apparently maybe they're broken up I don't know if you follow yeah I just heard they were okay yeah yeah, yeah, I thought they were like pregnant but if they're parasocial maybe they never consummated so okay so sorry no 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 so they're not parasocial (laughs) but I but most people's relationship with John Mulaney is I think the, the, the idea of parasocial is like you think you're really friends with this person or you have just a very invested relationship right. with somebody, but it's one-sided. And so yeah. often celebrities make sense, but also uh. social media might make sense. So I guess with them, I mean, okay, nega time, right? We can get yeah. into the gossip. Yeah. What's Let's fun go. about that Hot is goss. like, obviously like, you know, everybody loves John Mulaney. And honestly, yeah. I am not like, I don't really watch a lot of stand-up because it feels sure. like work. But yeah. oh, anytime yeah. you ask, like I taught this little stand-up class for these college students and honestly, like all of them said John Mulaney was their favorite. Because we were like, oh, introduce yourself, you know, your pronouns and like, who's your favorite comedian or something. And it was like 75%. Anyway, so he's obviously very popular. And then he broke up with his uh, ex-wife or they broke up or whatever. And then he's pregnant with the, or Yeah, got somebody pregnant, pregnant. uh, yeah, after a drug rehab stint, Yeah, it's a lot. So so that's that's a little uh, bit negative. And then they're broken up, so who knows? But, oh wow, welcome baby. But um, (laughs) I think the... The so thing para, that, yeah, parasocial uh, relationships are like where you think you know someone really well, but you actually don't know them too well. Is that right? Is that so I think like okay, everyone okay. felt like betrayed by Don Mulaney because they're like, oh. you're my friend and you left your wife. But it's like, yeah. no, you don't know him. You just know his comedy. So you've known him really well. Yes. You love his special. So you feel like you're really bonded with him or, right. um, you know, social media. I mean, for me, I guess what I'm applying it to is like literally a lot of people I'm like, oh, yeah. That person, and then I'm literally like, honestly, the last time I saw them in person might be a long time ago yeah. or once, yeah. And then they just post a lot, so I feel like I know their life or their, their, you yes. know, um, especially if they're sharing like tweets or videos, I feel like that gives you more of their understanding, like rather than just yeah. photos. It's like, oh, they have this opinion, I know them because I know their right. opinions on this, you know, and that's obviously not definitely. I, I, I wonder if you ever get that with the podcast because I've definitely had friends who who like will be getting brunch and I'm like yeah so I've been going through this and they're like yeah yeah this thing with your mom and I'm like no but it's and they're like yeah it's really like triggering like your high school feelings and I'm like um okay I'm not even halfway through my first mimosa and I feel like 
like these are bottomless. We gotta keep yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if you've experienced that, but even my life coach was like, "I thought we just had a session," and then I realized I listened to your podcast. And I, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, so they got like the, yeah, they've kind of like, oh, that's so weird. I, yeah, it's very strange because they have, they're like an hour ahead of you as far as like talking. Yeah. And it's like for me, like I'm a, I'm a, I don't know if, you know, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's a podcast form, but I'm a very expressive person. Like I move my arms around a lot. Like I'm, I'm kind of animated when I get into things. And so getting cut off in that way, you're just like, well, I mean, I wanted to share it with you, but like, I get it. And like, we only get like a hundred listeners. So like, I'm like, how are, like, how is it just everyone I end up hanging out with is, you know what I That's mean? incredible. Yeah. I mean that I can, I, I don't think that's ever happened to me personally, but I know. So my cousin had a podcast where she was oh. talking about dating oh. and um, she had a, sh- or she kind of chose, she's not really like, she's in, a, in accounting mainly, I think. Yeah. And so she has like a real you know, pursuit that's, that's not necessarily her podcast, sure, but sure, sure. she, uh, I guess is, is kind of like, it, it was specific to San Francisco. So she Got even it. like was recognized by her voice because there are other, somebody else oh. in San Francisco was like, Oh, I listen to your podcast. And I guess she, she had really nailed the market on like San Francisco wow. dating. Right. And so then she kind of, like like yeah, it was, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. So then she feel like she kind of had to shut it down because, um, oh, no. it was like maybe too much, too many too much knowing and I think she yeah, also kind yeah. of you know it wasn't as if it was like oh it's this thing I love and I need to shut it it was like it was a, a thing that she did it was with her friend and yeah. yeah she was kind of done with it but um I thought that was very funny because it's like oh yeah. yeah I guess I guess that's a possibility and especially with this I know like you know for people who have um one one friend that I worked with is one of the co-hosts of the Doughboys podcast which is oh, like wow. so big and they went on like a tour um Dang. and he uh, after he came back from the tour he was like yeah, people like were crying and they hugged wow. me. <laughs> and he's such a oh serious, my gosh. you know, he's a, I mean, he's a very like funny person, obviously, because he's in comedy, yeah. but like, I don't think he necessarily maybe expected that amount of intimacy, but it's like, yeah, dude, you're in their ear. Yeah. And like, they love you. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like having a phone call with a loved one, you know, yeah, it's like, that's yeah. how close it is. And I, yeah, I wonder if you ever feel this way too, because sometimes I think when people like are like, I love the podcast. It's like the energy you guys have, blah, blah. You guys are so blah, blah. And I feel this need to have to match up to their expectations or like, you know, have to. Oh God. Yeah. It's like time to, time to (laughs) plug in. Uh Totally. And like, you know, the, the, the vibe that we have on the show is because Roxy and I are such good friends and only she knows like certain sides of me. Right. She can bring that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, say, you know, I think vice versa. So sometimes it, it feels a little uncomfortable to have to, like, put it on for people. But then I'm like, you shouldn't have to do that. So maybe don't. But right. I find myself doing it on accident. You know, do you ever feel that with comedy? Like, cause, sure. you know, it's like, oh, I'm a comedian. And people are like, well, great. Like, be funny. Right. Yeah. I think there's. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, there's a lot of like, tell me a joke, but I would say with people who, yeah, gross. Things I hate. Um, Negative. Negative. Oh, yeah, I should have never. Yeah, negative. Don't tell me to tell you a joke. (laughs) Just please take me to my destination. Um, uh, Yeah, it's oftentimes. Yeah, I I mean, you know, you learn just never to bring it up. But I would say in a situation where somebody knows that I, knows my comedy or something. Right. um, And I get that, you know, glimmer of like, they expect me, they, they know, they know a certain version of me. Yes. And I know, I already know I cannot live up to that version. That that version is on stage. I mean, sometimes if I'm on stage and then I come off stage, right? Like, and I'm sure with music, it's a, it's probably, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's, it could be, well, you, well, you also have the 
excellent transition banter too. So I can imagine this does happen a lot for you, but may not happen for other musicians or whatever. Right. But I think what's interesting, yeah, comedy does feel very accessible. This is maybe, yeah. maybe why like a John Mulaney level person still right. is probably approached in a way that's not the same as like his level of another artistry. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. And so I think like, you know, I, for, I've also heard like there's, uh, you know, for the comedians who are like so lovable, like a Lauren Lapkus or like yeah. Amy Poehler, oh, like yeah. they have to get bodyguards like because people yeah. just want to hug them and they just yeah. can't have that you know um, no and it's so, so easy that's like different. I do uh-huh. yeah I do definitely feel like one it's like sometimes you know as a, like writing writing about heartbreak people come up and they share things oh, with you that you're like I'm not really ready to yeah, I'm 16 like to. I'm not really ready to know about your divorce oh. but great oh. um you know but I'm also like, hey like, you you seemed <laughs> like you could get me yeah good. do you know a lawyer like, yeah oh, yeah I divorce don't. situation great <laughs> But I think um, it's interesting because, like, you know, on, like, Reddit or or whatever, it's so easy for, like, any likable actress or likable actor or comedian to, um, for people to be like, oh, they were such an asshole. And it's like, Mm, that sucks because maybe they're perfectly lovely to everyone they work with and to their family, all the people that count. But maybe they're a little bit dismissive to, like, their fans, which I'm like, I, I think you have the, like, every right to be as protective of your energy as as you need to be sure, sure. You know? yeah their own like I think just the expectation is a little bit different and yeah. that's why you know when you find out that like Ellen is not you know is kind of like I'm absolutely <laughs> yeah. you know bad to the people she works with yeah. then you're like oh my god but but she's but so she's friendly Ellen. and she has these funny <laughs> dances that I do yeah right I mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely that um and but yeah I mean I think certainly there's there's that those relationships probably even to a an yeah. nth degree like, yes that you're being vulnerable you're sharing I can imagine too with like I mean I have this theory about um right podcasts and men podcasts in particular where uh-oh, like men uh-oh. maybe I mean like okay so let's <laughs> yeah. so and this is interesting because you you have a husband who actually knows how to talk about this stuff I'd imagine sure but sure. I would say with my boyfriend or with, yeah, well, particularly he's the only person I spend so much time with, so I feel like I have an understanding, <laughs> yeah. but who knows. Um, where, like, he doesn't have as many people to talk sample to about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my yeah. sample size okay. of one, which is definitely <laughs> comprehensive. Um, you know, I think I think he gets a lot out of listening to podcasts, um, oh. and especially from maybe men where, you know, maybe they share certain interests that, like, I, you know, I could listen to him, that's fine, but, yeah. or, like, I could share with him vulnerability, but... Um, as far as men go in his life, like, I'm sure it's hard, yeah. you know, I, I also compare like, oh, well, I could talk to my best friend about a lot of things, but maybe, yes. you know, he does, you know, they, they're kind of more doing yeah. in the moment, they're doing what they're doing with his friends. So it's not like, here, let's download our childhoods now, you know, yeah, versus yeah, maybe yeah. you could hear that vulnerability from somebody that's parasocially. True. <laughs> uh, parasocially. Yeah. No, that's such a great word. I'm going to adopt that. I'm going to, I don't know if I'm using it correctly, but no, I'm sure either way, make words time. create. Uh-huh. Words mean what we've agreed them to mean. So hell right? yeah, that's like yeah. So who cares? Etymology be damned. Um, we're using it thusly, and so it means it, what it means. But um, I, I think that's so interesting too because yes, it's like my husband's always shocked by what um, I'm willing to share with my girlfriends. Like whether it's you know stuff in the bedroom or um, you know hopes, dreams, insecurities, like fears, like very subtle situations like all of it and and I'm like why wouldn't you just talk to your friend about that and he's like I would never um but it's also interesting and this obviously doesn't go for everyone but 
during you know after we started two horny goats we had a number of guys uh, guy friends like come to us and they're like yeah like so i've been like realizing like i'm really interesting and like my friends are like really interesting so like like why not just like throw a mic in there and like just be all interesting like together and like put that out like to the world <laughs> i'm like okay well like what's your vision like what do you want to do with this part? no but like i'm just like really interesting and like we're just like really deep and like you know just like deep and I'm like, oh, oh God. No. And I swear, like, Roxy and I were both like, oh, fuck this. Like, if only as a... That's so funny. I don't know. Just general generalizing. But if only as straight or you know she's queer but like as women like if only we could have the confidence of just like an average straight male like it'd be great oh yeah 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 i mean it's so funny compared to like what you were just saying at the very beginning of this podcast where you're like oh yeah um yeah, talking Why would through, I? yeah, what yeah, to do, yeah. and, like, all these, like, internal <laughs> battles, and they're just like, right. you know, I don't know, maybe we throw a mic in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe we throw oh, a like, I sometimes mean, we drink beers, and we're just like, we're just like, really, like, like we need to bottle just, this. Like, deep. Yeah. Sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, boy, love it. Um, but, okay, it's I do have a negative, a negative, oh, yeah. a negative time. Wow, I don't know why that was so hard to get out. I do have a negative time topic. <laughs> it does pertain to social media, so I feel like that's, like, our, our overarching love umbrella. It. I I hate one of my biggest pet peeves is especially like these recognizable YouTubers who, you know, we grew up with or came of age with. Now they're all parents and mm. they use their children <gasps> for clout and Oof, it drives yeah. me up the Sharenting. fucking wall. Yeah. It drives me up the fucking wall. And so far as like, I think there was one that was like, we're going to stop putting our kid on social because, you know, he's getting to the age. Um, we just want to respect it. And then everyone like there's an outpouring of, of comments. And then the next day it was like, well, should we just start his own like social media? Like everyone vote in the comments. And I was like, Whoa. oh, my God. Like what is happening? Right. Vote on the monetization of our channel. Yes. That's this hilarious. is like one of the four horsemen, you know, the apocalypse, like everything's coming to an end or like you know the one where it's like a cute psychological test but also like I think being a pastor's kid this makes me really triggered because I just don't feel like any kids should be on display I feel like kids should be allowed to be kids and if you need to discipline them or have fun with them or whatever like just do your own thing like that's totally great but you know the thing where they put like chocolate in front of a kid and they're like okay mommy's gonna go to the bathroom oh oh yeah the marshmallow and test they just thing. Have a video yeah and then like I find it so disgusting that i don't know why but it it shakes me to my core it's like very deeply (laughs) triggering for some reason it's probably some childhood shit um but you know it's like why are you putting them on display because like either you're bragging and saying like yes i've raised this child who's like so incredible or you're shaming them for not having the self-control and like i said like this instagram page is gonna last for all eternity and that's gonna be up there for their entire life and like they're going in for i don't even know if interviews will even exist in like 30 years but like they're gonna go in for some prospective job and then you know i'm gonna be like how are they well as a two-year-old she ate the chocolate so i don't know if she's right for our team God. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I did I don't some know. digging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I the bots digging, yeah. uh, discovered a couple more videos. Uh, yeah, using facial recognition technology. Yes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is like a scary thing that I that I've heard of people talking to. I'm like, oh gosh, it's so far into the future. I guess it's just hard to imagine like your baby yeah. going yeah for an interview. But right. it's like, of course, you know, it's technology has only gotten crazier about that stuff. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and I listen, I'm on the audience side where I follow, you know, there's one baby I follow on TikTok who has like 700,000 followers. Ugh. And she's so cute. So but cute. it is just like, yeah, I'm just like, this is a lot of content on your baby. 
Yeah. She's adorable, but I would be nervous with that many people following that, like, you just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know all these people. You'll never know all these people. Right. What are they doing? Um, and I mean, I, I have, tricky. you know, I have like, man, I, I, you know, and I, yeah, and I have some family friends where they got the cutest little babies. And I'm like, I want to see the photos. So yeah. like, I want that. And I'm sure, you know, it's private and stuff, but it yeah. is like, yeah, I'm sure it's a very tricky thing because you just don't really know. And yeah. it's your baby. And like, it's your yeah, baby. I, 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 and I see what you mean about the like, putting on display okay here's the thing I did yeah. I did just work on a like a show or not a show yeah. a short film oh where there was a lot of little kids <gasps> and they're real cute and man do they know how to act better than I can wow like they'll be like well yeah you gotta hit your you know they'll be like yeah she, I, I literally will, like hear directions of the director and then they're like they'll be like oh did they say go on action or whatever I'm like um I think so and then the little girl's <laughs> like yeah they did I'm like oh okay yeah I guess I oh. should have been listening <laughs> I'm literally like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, thank you. Wait, so what are we supposed to do? And can you tell me what your technique is? Because I also don't and know how like to do that. And they're like annoyed with you. Yeah, like literally, they're like, they're better. And then, yeah, they knew certain things. Like, well, you know, they'll like know the names of the people. Like, oh yeah, wardrobe. That's so and so. And I'm like, oh wow, I yeah, I should have known. I should have known that person's name. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, they're little professionals, and it's adorable, yeah. and it's like intimidating at the same time. And I'm just like thoroughly impressed with how they can. But you know that kids can do it because they, you know, there's amazing they, kid actors out there. Um, yeah. But it is like interesting because you see because I kind of got to see how the mom like after the girl kind of had like a very emotional scene the mom kind of pulled her right into like okay let's do your math homework you know so I think it was sort of like you know it's like it's good and it is really on the parent to kind of know how to like you know get them into a good mind space if they're in that zone you know Um, I mean that's different than sharenting I suppose but it is like man you know putting your kid out there for that I know it's a big decision and, and it's tough. What do you do when you have such a talented kid? I, I don't right, really know. If they you know what do I mean? It, like, yeah. Yeah. They, they, you know, like they love acting. They're great at it. Or maybe they love singing and, and they're just performers. Like I, I get it. Like I, I think that moving kids into the industry has its own like ethical kind of quandaries. But I think, I think that maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm projecting something, but I feel that on social media, there's this very specific like need for sometimes the, the the parent um to continue their viability and they use their kids oh. to further that that's sure. when it then that's a certain type of ickiness that makes me nauseous the, and like within the industry like ca- child actors like you know that whole thing it's like no i mean i get it sometimes you just have like an inord- inordinately talented kid and sure, sure. that's something that they want to do or maybe you are pushing them maybe maybe you are yeah, pushing your they own can, like agenda you know, if the, the yeah. parents are actors and they wanted to do that you right. know it's like yes sticky but yeah i but it's i, I see interesting it's tricky. Very, yeah. very interesting. And my sister's going to have a baby, so we're going to have to decide these <gasps> oh things. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations on being an auntie. Yay! Yes, That's I so am huge. very excited. Hopefully, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be an adventure. But I think, yeah, yeah. She, she also has gone into the deciding those things. But speaking of, I, yes. I want to be respectful of your time. I know we're running a little over, so I might wrap this up. Okay. Um, but I did want to ask you you know our outro so thank you for the naked time um nice good good sound effects and <laughs> next is um to wrap us out you know yes i often ask guests if they um you know could tell us some of their tips on you know if you're feeling mm. down and you need to personally get yourself out of a slump or not yeah um what yeah. sort of a thing you've discovered recently could be quick yeah long game this is great no 
No, I, that came out sounding sarcastic, but I'm, I'm genuinely, I think this <laughs> yeah, is great. Yeah, no, but, I mean, it's, it's a, it can be a really tough question, so. No, no, it's important, though, because this is like the intel we should be sharing, you know? And I think for me, one of the things I've been doing um, for a couple years now is before I go into any room or any big meeting or any interaction with a friend, um, I, I take like a second or a minute to just ground myself before going into the room and I don't necessarily like tell myself anything or do anything different but I just find a moment to like feel centered um and I do this before we record every podcast episode um I do this you know I did this before this just to remember like where I am and where I'm coming from because I have the tendency to have such frenetic energy and to want to adapt to whoever um I'm around and I'm such a people pleaser so I I've come to this practice because I've made the mistake of like just adapting to anybody's personality and anybody's sense of humor and anybody's wants and desire. And if someone was sardonic, I would be sardonic. If someone was sarcastic, I'd be sarcastic. And so I would lose myself. I would lose my way very often. And so now I think having that moment of just conscious centering and then walking into a room has helped me a lot, not feel that frenetic energy to need to please and to be accepted. Amazing. What, what does that look like, Mayas? Is it like kind of meditation or is it like a... Yeah, I think it's like a, a micro meditation. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. not no, a, it's... you know, um, it's, it's not like sitting on a lily pad and, you know, waiting for the sun to set, but oh, it God. is definitely, <laughs> which would be beautiful. Well, that's the only way I know how to meditate. I understand. <laughs> I know. Haven't found a good enough lily pad. I yeah, mean, that's, yeah. I, it, they don't sell them on Amazon one. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's it's just kind of a almost like a quick review of like and it's like not even like not even necessarily like this like dialogue, but it's like like who are you, where are you, and like how do you feel? You know, and just like asking you like these things and like being centered in that, you know? Cause I think like, you know, as performers, like it's very easy to just always be on. Um, and, but that does like take something away from us after a while. And so kind of like, I think what I've been trying to do is almost merge this on person with who I am in private and just have it just be consistent. You know, obviously I have more energy when I'm out with people and I, I love being with people, but I didn't want it to be so disparate anymore. And so I think it helped to just kind of like clock it almost just to kind of have a little check-in. Amazing. Yeah. (gasps) Yeah, I, I personally need that because I also, I love to uh, completely adjust to whoever right. is there. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely, I feel like, uh, in fact, I, I met up with a friend from childhood and I was yeah. like, wow, this was this kind of, and I, I mean it, like, I think she was a friend, but I did feel like she represented a part of my life where, like, I was definitely uncomfortable trying to figure out who I was trying to bend to who she was maybe a little bit so there was definitely like this oh I wonder if I'll fall back into that and I think even just acknowledging that was like helpful but I definitely that's a it's a huge theme I think uh especially for people pleasers but um just generally yeah it's like it's it's hard to I think it can be fine like a code switching thing it happens you know but but um that's good to know that like yeah to sort of check in before is probably a nice way to like at least yeah find just a find quick, the medium 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, before yoga, it's like, what's your intention? Like, you know, it's kind of like similar to that. Like, they did, you know. Yeah, I took I took a <laughs> yoga class once and they did ask that. And I was yeah. like, what? I'm just here to exercise. What are you asking? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I just want to lose the weight. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like, COVID-19 I, I is a real, yeah, the COVID-19. <laughs> uh, but for sure. Yeah. Incredible. But, well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for yes. doing this. I Thanks very much appreciate me. you coming on and chatting and sharing your wisdom and your Naga time was yes. flawless. So you are, and you're the inaugural Naga time. So thanks for, Thank, you know, braving you know, that experiment with me. But I think well, we, I have nothing I but positive things to say about that stuff. negative. Time, oh, good. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now that is yeah. a good turning a negative right into <laughs> a positive. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Or stay positive <laughs> or positive about thanks the Naga time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Like, you know, obviously I love you as a person and a huge fan of everything that you do and would love to like, you know, come on and say hi anytime. Oh and man. You should go do karaoke. Oh yes. I want to hear the Adele <laughs> as much as I know that's in the past now, you know. Yeah. Maybe bring it back. I don't know. But I'll yes, go for amazing. It. I for you two I two shots in and I'll go for honored. it. I'm honored. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I did say very thank you in another take. I didn't leave it in. Thought it was funny though. Should I mention it? I did. Um, listen, that was Prisca, Priscilla, whatever you want to call her. That's, that was her. And she, listen to her podcast, Two Horny Goats. It's really, really good. Too good. Honestly, too good for comfort. Um, listen to her music. Turn that shit on. Great voice. Oh, I was going to burp. Oh, I did. It was a tidy one. Did the mic pick it up? Let's hope so. Um, if you could, rate the podcast on iTunes. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. Apple Podcasts? Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Five stars. Leave a little note that says, hey, I love this podcast. I don't know. I She didn't tell me to say this. Um, and if you could, follow us on Instagram at staypositive with a P-O-D-S-I-T-I-V-E. And yeah, I'm going to keep churning out these episodes. I'm officially unemployed next week. So that means I'm crawling my way back to the microphone to find purpose in my life. And tell your friends that you love them. Tell your male person that they're appreciated. I haven't done that. I'm a bad person. Okay. Hope everybody has a wonderful week and I'll hopefully have some more interviews for you guys soon. Will I? Nee, nee, nee.